0: I'm Elizabeth. I'm Natalie. And this is Simplicity Beckons Podcast.
1: Listen in as we pursue living intentionally by editing out the things that distract, inhibit, or diminish the very best things in this
0: life. Because we believe in redeeming the beauty of every day and discovering the joy that can be found when you narrow your focus to what really matters.
1: Join the conversation.
0: Because Simplicity Beckons.
1: If you have joined us at all for the month of November, then you might know that we have been talking about Simply Less. And while I think that this topic of Simply Less is something that can span, you know, a whole lot of different areas of our lives, we have decided to kind of hone in and focus on our homes and our stuff. So like decluttering. And today, we are going to take that a step further by talking about downsizing with Beth W. Smith. I don't want to give too much away, but I will let you know that it is extreme downsizing. And Beth has the unique perspective of having been someone that was living the quote-unquote American dream and had the, the big Corporate job and was living in the 3,000 square foot dream house, and got to the point where she decided that she was not living the life that she wanted. And she took the route of downsizing to really achieve her and her husband's dream of a simpler life. If you are listening to this episode in real time, which means the day that it was originally posted then it's currently Cyber Monday which I think is just kind of hilarious poetic timing to be talking about downsizing when the entire world is spending all the money they can as fast as they can on all the things that they probably don't need etc etc anyway I am excited to share this chat because It has been very thought-provoking, and I just love Beth's perspective, and yeah, let's dive in. Good morning, Beth. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're talking about Simply Less on our platform this month, so I think you and your family are a pretty good example of that, so we're excited to kind of jump into what y'all have going on, Um, but before we do that, would you just kind of introduce yourself and your family and just kind of let us know all about you?
2: Name's Beth Smith. I usually end up having to spell that because most people can't understand it when I say that and there are so many Beth Smiths in the world that I end up using my middle initial because mm. it's the simplest name on God's green earth. So I usually use Beth W. Smith. Um, we about five years ago decided that we really wanted to simplify our life. I was doing the corporate thing and I had all the right titles and had all the right housing situations. A big three thousand square foot house with a pool and I was not very happy. I worked um, in a stressful environment and um, found that um, I, no matter which job I took, no matter which company I worked for, the job that I did or my specialty was always going to be stressful. And there was no way to change that. And that's what my best, my best opportunity for marketing myself was. So um, I decided, and Hubby uh, uh, and I decided that we were simplify our lives. We decided that we were going to downsize. We were going to buy some property outside of the city. We, had, uh, we lived just north of Atlanta, and we just wanted to make our lives so much easier and so much simpler. So we started on a pathway of downsizing. And um, I knew that I had a lot of stuff I didn't need. I still had some, we all have kind of odd emotional attachments to things. And sometimes we get weird emotional attachments to things that are not, don't make a lot of sense.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, But, you know, it starts when we're about two. No, that's mine. No, that's mine. No, that's mine. And you don't have any real realization of why that is important to you, but that's what we do. Anyway, uh, so we decided that we were going to build a house. So we built a tiny house. We we call it a tiny house. It's under 1,000 square feet. Now, there are a lot of different points of view about what a tiny house is. But when you move from 3,000 square feet to about 700 square feet, it's pretty tiny. Mm. Right? Um, So, But the first house we built, my daughter um, ended up becoming a single parent of three children. So we gifted her that house. It's on our property. And then we were homeless. And we had just finished building a house and we um, knew that took us quite some time to get it done. We'd never built a house before. We're not house builders, but we knew we could save money and we wanted to, you know, be as mortgage free as possible. So we decided to, um, we were at Home Depot and I saw the shed, Home Depot shed in the parking lot. And um, I convinced my hubby after the third trip there we could actually really make a shed into our house so Mm -hmm. that's what we did we live in a Home Depot shed on our property it took us about it took them about six days to build it it's 768 square feet we have two rooms a downstairs and an upstairs and it's just simple and easy and it's a really easy way for us to live so my daughter and her kids live in the front we live in the back. We have now morphed into mm, not really homesteading, but I have a garden. We have goats, bunnies, chickens, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that come when you have property and a lot of things to care for. But the great thing is when we go out of town, we cover for each other. So that my, my whole notion of wanting to have a family commune has worked out well.
1: I love it. <laughs> so fun. I really love the idea of having a lot of land and a tiny house because, I don't know, I just think there's so much goodness of life that can be found in having an outside space. And if your inside space is little.
2: Yeah, right. That exactly. So you kind of sort of upend that, right? A lot of people have big houses, tiny lots, right? It depends on what you're trying to go for. Are you trying to be inside or are you trying to be outside? Now in the, in the dead of summer, I can promise you, I'm not going very far away from my air conditioning. I need right. you to <laughs> the
1: kids,
0: right? I can really to that. Because we live in the yes. South,
1: right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> but, but now the weather is amazing. The kids are outside, they're playing. We don't have to worry about, you know, all the things that as a city dweller, we would be worrying about, right. a subdivision dweller. We live at the end of a little country road. There's, I mean, if somebody's back here, everybody in the community knows that. We all watch mm-hmm. out for each other. We care for each other. So it just makes life a lot easier and a lot less things to worry about. And as you know, right now, we're just going through election time and whatever side of that you land on. There is a lot of worrying going on right now. So much. So much. And it can be really stressful. But because we own our property, we own our houses, we feel safer about whatever comes. We'll be fine. Mm.
0: I love that perspective. And I think a lot of people... Especially with 2020, have really been searching for that. And they've been searching for an avenue kind of, you know, to live with simply less. And here on the simplicity, Beckins podcast, we've been talking about Simply Less this month. And you have mentioned a couple times downsizing. What do you feel like the hardest and then also the flip side, the easiest part of downsizing was that you guys had to go through? Because I know you went from going, like you said, from this 3,000 square foot home to a tiny house. So you guys did a lot of work with that. So kind of what's the hardest and easiest part? And then do you have any advice for someone that's interested in living tiny?
2: Well, let me back up and say that through that process of downsizing, I realized particularly women um, get emotionally attached to things. There are men that do too, but we tend to do it more. And I started actually, I became a professional organizer helping people do that. So not only do I have my experience about what that was like for me, but I've watched it and tried to coach other people through it. It's funny, we, um, most people get tied up in things that that are, they uh, affix a strong emotion to, right? Mm. But then the other, some parts of it are just like that, back to the, it's mine, I don't want to get rid of it. I don't know why I'm saving it kind of mentality, but I know that I need it or I spent money on it. So I have mm. to keep it. Now okay. that's, uh, that's really counterproductive because you've spent the money on it. You know, it doesn't make any difference that you save it because you spent money on it. You'll never use it. Um, And then the other thing we do often is we have different size clothes that we want to hang on to. Right. We're going to lose 10 pounds. We're going to lose 20 pounds. So then that's all that guilt hanging in your closet. So I see a lot of folks struggle with the I spent money on it. I've got to keep it. I'm going to get smaller or bigger or whatever. I'm going to change myself to adapt to whatever it is I purchased because I'm trying to justify in my mind that purchase. Now, the other thing I think people get really hung up on are books, and mm-hmm. which you can buy on a Kindle, by the way, just in case anybody isn't up to 2020, you can get that book <laughs> on your Kindle. And secondarily, emotional things like letters and, um, mm-hmm. you know, Pictures and all those kinds of things are really hard for people to part with. And I I don't disagree that those are important, but there are ways and strategies that you can make that more simple. You don't have to have them scattered all over, you know. Um, And I think one of the things that as an organizer, I've tried to help people understand is it makes life a lot simpler if you keep all the things that match together, right? Mm -hmm. All your photos go together in one place. Your books go together in one place. If you, if you do that, you can have all the books you want, really, but you put them together in one place instead of scattering them all over your house. I think that helps. Yes, you, di- you have to downsize to do what I did. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing what I did, but you're living, you would like to make your house more simple. Like goes with like. You know, if that can make your, you can do that strategy now in where you're Mm -hmm. living. And then you realize, oh, I've got three copies of the same book. Oh, I've got 14 pictures of the same picture. I can throw three of, you know, three of them away or whatever. Um, It makes you realize that the amount of items that you have, if you can consolidate them and they all live together. Things that go in the garage actually are in the garage. Things that go Mm -hmm. here and there are all together makes your life a lot simpler and easier to start downsizing.
1: Well, and I think if you, you know, like obviously what you've done, if you're adjusting the scale of your possessions, I mean, it's just, it's going to get simpler because if you have a, if you have a two room house, you can clean your entire house in an hour, you know, as opposed to having like a giant house that it's going to take you literally all weekend to clean And the same thing with laundry and, you know, just clutter, tidying up. Like if you right. can reduce the scale of what you're trying to manage, the time that you're having to devote to it is, is going to go down as well. And I just think there's really something to be said for simplifying that aspect of our lives so that we have time to be outside, that we have time to start that podcast or write that book or whatever it is that we're wanting to do. I think that tiny living or, you know, an adaptation of that can really it can just be a really positive change for people
2: I think so you know I uh, was at the park so now because I don't have to work full-time right because I don't have that big mortgage hanging over my head anymore I get to pick and choose every day what I want to do mm-hmm. um, and that's a, a huge level of freedom that I never had in my corporate life I always had to do what I had to do for my corporate, but yesterday I was at the park and I took the grandkids to the park and um, I did a little Facebook live and my, I have run a Facebook group and I did a Facebook live about making your life simple, making it tinier. You don't have to live in a tiny house, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that are true tiny housers wouldn't call mine tiny at 700 square feet. But for me it is. Um, but the whole point of all of that is to simplify the pressures, the stresses, the, you know, the things that are in my way of life making my life a lot easier to live.
1: Mm. We're all about that.
2: Yeah. I love the name of your podcast, by the way. It's awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank you. We believe ordinary people have extraordinary stories and they deserve to be shared. Your story matters, and we would love to give you the opportunity to publish it. We are currently accepting submissions to share your story on our Simplicity Beckons platforms. To learn more, visit our website, simplicitybeckons.com. Lean in and be inspired. It's an honor to hear and share your story. Something that we like to
1: ask people that we have on our show is what is something in your life that you are simplifying right now?
2: You know, I've done a lot of work in things that I own. I do have a, I do struggle with tools because we do stuff, right? Mm, So I end up with tools. But uh, the thing that I've decided to simplify is that when this world of, you know, I, of social media and then this world of, um, trying to do outreach, and I'm, I'm trying to help a lot of people gain, get to where I was, right? The, what I'm trying to do in my Facebook group and in um, some of the, my, our podcast, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, but uh, is help other people do what I'm doing. But I used to worry because, oh dear, I have a little bit of perfectionism. How would you <laughs> think I wouldn't if I'm a professional organizer, right? I used to worry that everything had to be perfect, Um, My pictures on Instagram had to be perfect. And I think that is a a wrong message to send to people Mm. who are trying to simplify. So I'm all about imperfection, right? Um, My house is beautiful and the pictures, but I can promise you girls, it does not look this way every day. Right now I have stuff all around me because I haven't cleaned today. And I have people that come and visit me that don't put stuff away. Um, (laughs) But I think, The point that I wanted to make is that I've just decided that in my, in our podcast, we don't edit it anymore Mm -hmm. because this is really life, right? What happens, what comes out is what gets put on because you could spend all day editing your podcast and worrying about that. Or you can get your podcast out and get it done. I can spend forever editing and uh, cleaning my house to take pictures or whatever for Instagram But, and that's, you know, we have a lot of pressure, particularly as an organizer around making things in colors. You know, some of the organizers organize all their books by color. I'm like, I have, that makes no sense to me, but it's beautiful (laughs) for Instagram, but I don't need to go find the pink, you know, the 13th pink book from the right. Um, You know, I, I just think that we need, we have put so many pressures on ourselves that whatever life is, I think the easiest way to live it especially in the world of social media, is just to kind of let it flow and let people see what's real. Because living Mm -hmm. in a tiny house, I can promise you Mm -hmm. that one piece of paper out of line makes your Mm -hmm. tiny house look messy, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have a lot of ways to cover things up. If I go buy something, I have to get rid of it. So living this fake life of perfectionism is not a simple way to live. You know, simply living is about... Making your choices about what you're going to spend your time on.
0: Mm. I love that because I feel like for me, when I visit people or I'm going over to someone's house, the more. Like lived in the house, it almost feels more welcoming to me because I feel like I can be myself and I can let down that facade or that mask and I can just cozy up on their couch with them and share my heart. Whereas sometimes when you visit someone or, like you said, see on Instagram or social media these picture perfect houses, it almost puts up a wall in us because how can I achieve that? Or how, you know, I'm sitting there comparing myself instead right, of just right. able to feel at home. And I really feel like our homes are vessels for hospitality and building community and um, just simplifying our lifestyle so we can be in intentional relationship with each other. And it's just so refreshing to hear that because you're right. I feel like culture and the media, the message today is all about perfectionism and everything has to be just like picture perfect with right. all the like in style decor for this season that came right. out this year. Right. And, it's and so let's not throw away table. everything
2: we bought last season. Right. We'll make sure it all looks lovely. Yes. I, you know, and, and of course we're, we, the whole notion of sim- simplicity is about in my mind, anyway, is about not feeling like not choosing to play that in that game. That makes sense Mm -hmm. to not, it's about not choosing to change, to have to run to target every season to buy new pillows. Yeah. Right. You know, all that pressure that we feel and where's that, that financially, what does that do for you? Socially, what does that do for you? You know, making those choices about what is simple, I think is really helps. Now, a lot of the things we choose to buy and things to do is entertainment for ourselves. It's self-entertainment. Going out to dinner, it's not about the eating. It's about entertaining yourself. Going to Target and shopping, it's about entertainment. Yeah. You know, when we're shopping for the next new pillow or the next new shelf or the next new court, decor piece. And that's okay, too. You know, I think we have the funds. If you have the funds to do that, I think as long as you realize what you're doing. But sometimes we don't.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't. We don't. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. We just know mm-hmm. we get a hit of dopamine when we buy that cool mirror that looks great in my master closet. Great oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that only you will see.
2: <laughs> that only I will see, but I really like it and it might look good on my Instagram.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. That's such a great perspective. What is something that you are just loving right now? It can be anything.
2: What am I loving right now? I'm loving the fact that because I'm starting to not starting, I've matured into this life of simplicity that I really don't have those kind of pressures. And I have an immense amount of Reno freedom.
0: Mm-hmm. I can go
2: and come um, and do whatever I want to. And financially I'm in a good place. Uh, Work-wise, I'm in a good place. I don't have a lot of the pressures that I used to have because of that giant mortgage hanging over my head or all the things that we felt like we had to play into.
1: I love that. (laughs) That's awesome.
2: It's amazing.
0: And I know, especially for 2020, there's so few people that can confidently say that you know and just listening to you you're so confident about it and you can just tell there's this freedom that comes with it
2: it's it's a huge amount of peace it's it's hard Mm -hmm. to describe because we live in a world where we're always trying to achieve the next thing right how can we be better how can we do more how can we have whatever we're trying to achieve and the pressures around that are pretty immense it's a societal particularly in the u.s of course it's societal. Um, and um, and then social media has ramped that up so much. But if you can check out of that, um, it, it is really freeing. And in, in your life, when you don't have that hanging over your head, your life changed drastically.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's
2: really life-changing.
1: Well, and I guess in a sense, you could say life really starts, you know, because you're getting yeah. to live. I think the more the way that we're intended to live, you know, to be creative, to have, to not have, you know, stress, stresses and pressure really weighing us down, you know, just creating, creating space, really. Right. Yeah. But you
2: don't need as much space as you think you do. Right. You know, I think, I think one of the things that makes it easier to do this and why I'm an advocate of tiny houses is, and, and I don't, I'm not an advocate of tiny houses on wheels. And here's why. They're beautiful, or can be beautiful, but most of the people that live in tiny houses on wheels are stuck in a rent trap. They buy the tiny mm. house from anywhere from twenty to seventy thousand, and that doesn't sound too expensive, right? But then they try to find a place to park it, and what are they doing? They're paying six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month in tiny house lot rent. Mm. That is totally missing the point. So they've taken their expenses and doubled them up by having a mortgage payment for the tiny house and then having a place to park it. And then they're living in a tiny, tiny space. Mm. Now, there are some benefits, I think, to not having so much stuff. But the reality of that, I think that's hard. I'm a more of an advocate of finding a small place to live, even if it means you're built, you're buying a cottage in a downtown area and rehabbing it, mm. you know, something where you can live and pay off that mortgage. And, you know, I'm sure you guys know of Dave Ramsey and people like that that are advocating Mortgage freeze. I don't really care how you get there. But Mm -hmm. I think if you make decisions about what you are doing every time you pull out a credit card or write a check or send that automatic payment, you can make a decision about what that is. How can I simplify this? How do I not have to do it this way? I think if you start really being intentional about those kinds of things, you know, may take you five years, it may take you eight years, but think what you'll be like in that time frame. It's a commitment. Mm -hmm but think where you'll be.
1: You have a podcast. Uh, I do. Tiny House, Tiny House Radio, right? Radi-
2: Radio Tiny House. Radio Tiny House. Radio Tiny House. My hubby and I do that together. Um, I also have a Facebook group. It's called Tiny Houses Shed Homes. Um, and um, I'm going to be doing some workshops and things like that in that group for folks who want to... You know, I, go, I go live every Sunday evening and, and either talk about things of import for what we're doing or interview other people who are moving into the tiny house life. I've got one coming Mm -hmm. up this Sunday. Um, And then, um, you know, we're just trying to help people get there, whatever way that is. Doesn't have to be my way, you know?
1: Well, this was so fun. I am fascinated by your story. And I think, I think what's really inspiring about it is I think that anybody can pull value from it. They don't have to be, you know, downsizing into a tiny house, they can just be right. looking at the life that they're living right now. And, and like you said, be making those intentional adjustments to really craft a simpler, honestly better life. So, um, we just really appreciate you coming on and sharing all that with us. And I think what you're doing is really, really great.
2: Cool. Thank you so much. Um, I, uh, I'll send you some links if that helps about where we are and how folks yes. can find us and follow us um and of course i'll mention you guys on my podcast uh radio tiny house because it's we're all kind of going in the same direction
1: i love right? it right yes thank you so much Thanks,
2: guys thank you
1: appreciate it
0: For me, dedicating the month of November to simply less has been really both challenging and refreshing. I've loved having the opportunity to end the month with talking to Beth and just hearing her heart for tiny living. I know with my family, tiny living has always been really appealing. We love to look at pictures of tiny houses and just daydream about owning one, and sometimes we'll even go and tour them, but we just know realistically we're not in a season of life where it's... Actually, something that's going to happen for us. But with that being said, I was still able to glean so much from Beth and her overall view of simplicity and the importance it plays in our lives. Really, her heart and vision for simplicity can be applied to anyone, no matter what the housing situation looks like. You know, one thing she shared that really stuck with me was that a fake life of perfectionism is not a simple way to live. And that really hit me hard. And it just got me thinking about the different areas in my life that I fall for this trap or I easily fall, you know, for the comparison trap that my life isn't put together enough in certain areas. And... As we gear up for December and the holidays, I really hope you're able to remove some of the pressures and just embrace life and live it as it is and, you know, let others see what's real, just not being afraid of the imperfections or being consumed with trying so hard to edit out how others view our house and really our lives and instead just embrace, you know, who we really are and who we're really meant to be. I truly believe that when we show ourselves grace and we let down some of our walls, we're able to enter more genuine relationships and experience the freedom that we aren't called to live a perfectly put together life. You know, we're a constant work in progress. And by pursuing the right things and fleeing the dangerous distractions and idols, we truly can enjoy the finest of things.